Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience, Part 2 with Daniel Blue. Daniel, I know that you don't sell investments, but are there courses that help the entrepreneur understand the kind of options they have? You mentioned stocks and mutual funds, which are the typical investments that most people are familiar with. However, in the cryptocurrency space, there are the bitcoins and altcoins, and then there are the NFTs, the non-fungible tokens. And we can't forget real estate investing in the precious metals, gold and silver. Do you get into a little bit of education around those types of investments? Yeah, so there's definitely some basic knowledge that we can provide. Our attorney is very strict with us. You can't really get into the civics on investments, but we have a really great network of strategic affiliates that we refer our clients to. So for example, maybe someone wants to invest in a crypto. Okay, great. Here's this company that allows you to purchase big with your retirement. Awesome. Maybe they want to get into real estate. Okay, great. Here are some options on the real estate side. You can vet out these options and these options allow you to flip a property or invest into a multifamily deal within your retirement account or shoot, maybe you'd like to do something with precious metals. Here's a company that allows you to purchase gold with your retirement account, estate planning, insurance. Maybe you want to dive into a whole life policy. Maybe you've been hearing people talk about infinite banking and be your own bank. How do I do that? Awesome. We don't do that internally. Here's a company or two that can talk to you about that. We talk about some of the basic concepts, how it can be structurally done. But as far as like the nitty gritty, that's where we rely on our network of companies that we refer our customers to. That makes a lot of sense because it allows you to actually focus on the main thing. It appears that your main thing is really a focus around expanding or building knowledge around the things that you actually would have control of that you might be unaware of and providing that knowledge base to others. Because self-education is like a revolution going on right now in the marketplace. And more people are starting to look at courses that will help them to understand that they can actually study and participate in on their own time, rather than enrolling in college, a college course and spending four years and thousands, thousands, thousands of dollars for education. It becomes obsolete the moment you graduate. Okay. So This is up to the moment self-education that we are in control of. And I've got a lot of respect for people who who actually approach it that way. So as you continue to expand, is it four years with Quest Education that you've been building? Correct. Okay. So when you started the company, how did you evolve it? What's the difference between Quest Education four years ago and Quest Education today? There's a quote that I always like to say to people, and I heard it from a good friend of mine, is if your business cannot run without you in it. You don't have a business. I'm like, man, you're right. Four years ago, I had to be involved in a ton of the inner day sales. Certain things had to get checked off by me. And you get to a point where you, what do you want? 
Do you want to have a job within your company that is a high paying job? Yes, but you can't even go on vacation with your wife and your daughter because you're constantly on your phone or you're taking sales calls. Are you not able to relinquish control? Basically, I think everyone wants time freedom or financial freedom, right? When you start a business, you want one of those two things. And if you're in the middle of it all, and the business cannot make decisions and grow without you, then it's hard to have both of those things. And I think ultimately we want both of those things. I think we all know people that make a lot of money, but they're unhappy and they're probably unhappy because they don't have the time to put into their health. It's time to find themselves spiritually. They're just like always grinding. And trust me, I get the grinding aspect. There was a lot of that happened. And it still happens how I'm really after time freedom too, where I want to take a day off. I can take a day off, but I also know I'm going to work on a Saturday just because that's just part of what I signed up for. The biggest difference, Jeanette, is the systems and processes that we have in place now versus three, four years ago. I can step away from my company and we still have money coming in. My sales team is still generating revenue. My operations team is still fulfilling. My leadership team are able to make decisions without me. Very rarely do I have to come in and make a decision that is holding up the company. There's typically someone that has the authority to make a decision. Now, there are some decisions that I still need to sign off on, but those are parameters that are in place and everyone in the company already knows that. Eventually, I'd love to fire myself and hire a much better CEO, but that's just part of the growth, right? I'm still an owner operator. I'm still, I'm doing this podcast right now from my office. My staff is in front of me. So I still have work to do. But I would say that's the biggest difference is just putting in processes and systems in place and empowering the I love that, empowering the team, that part right there. I wanted to ask you a little bit about leadership. What is your leadership style? And it's evolved. There's two things that I took away from high, fast-paced sales organization, 18, 19 years old, I'm pounding the phones. It's pretty cutthroat, right? If you don't make a sale your first month, you're let go. Right. It's you eat what you kill. If you don't make a sale, you don't make a paycheck. So that's the environment that I was in. And there's two things that I took away. One was good and one was bad. And both have an impact on my leadership skills today. The good was I don't ask somebody to do something that I don't do. I called the client yesterday. Just the circumstances, it was the right thing to do. I don't try to do that too often because I'm not trying to be in my business all of the time, but I'm not going to ask somebody to do something that I haven't done, or I don't really know a lot about. So, so I do think there's got to be that respect factor. And I think that helped me in the early stages. I was a manager when I was 20 years old and I was managing people older than me. And for me to gain their trust, they had to know that I was willing to walk the walk with them and do the dirty work with them. So that, that really helped me over the years. And it's still something that I implement. I do believe leadership is you got to lead from the front. You can't just give orders and then be oblivious to the situation and then jump on a cruise to Hawaii and be disconnected while your team is putting out the fires. You're going to lose respect from your troops real quick. The bad is in this fast paced environment in this sales organizations. And I found it happened at quite a few different organizations. So I don't know if it was just the companies I worked for, or maybe other people can relate to this, but I noticed a lot of the management with these companies would not be truthful. And what I mean by that is maybe they had a lead source that got cut off. They wouldn't tell their sales team, hey, just so you know, that lead source got cut off. We don't get any more of those leads. They would find a way to spin it 
where they didn't want to worry the team. They wanted these people to still be performing at a high level and high energy and motivated and positive. So they would not be truthful a lot of the times. And that was something I noticed and ultimately got passed on to me. So I remember when I first owned a company and I dealt with employees, I caught myself doing that where I wouldn't want to share with them all of the bad news because in my eyes, let me deal with the bad news. Let me deal with the stress. Let me get the gray hair. I don't want you to worry. However, I started to realize that you have to have radical transparency to really elevate a company. And it's amazing when you start being real with your team, hey, this is the mission. This is what the company is trying to accomplish. Like this is the ultimate end goal. Here are the objections, the landmines that are going to hold us back from this mission. Here's that sniper that's right over this hill that could kill this mission. Here's that landmine right there that can ruin all of us, right? Like it's laying everything out. And the next thing you figure out who really has your six, like who really is looking out for the company and and really buys into the company's mission and core values and what it stands for. And the next thing they're coming up with some really good ideas that you didn't even think of. So I, I think a lot of it's ego too. You want to be the one to solve everything. So you don't want to tell them all the problems because you want to be the hero. But I learned over the years that I'm not going to have the best ideas. I might sneak in the best idea here and there, but most of the best ideas come from my team. And it's on me to pick out which idea makes the most sense. And the buck stops with me. Ultimately, I make that choice. I'm making my team feel like they're part of it. They're part of the mission. They're part of the movement. They're part of the growth. And that was a tough lesson for me is really trusting my team and trusting myself that transparency is a better way to lead versus trying to skip around certain things. I love that transparency piece that you shared for newer entrepreneurs who have not had the opportunity to lead and have to learn the skill sets and the important factors that are involved in leading a team. I think you shared some nuggets that they can grab onto. And those who are in leadership, this provides them an opportunity to do a man or woman in the mirror. And they can take a look at, do I leave from the front or do I like to keep some of the information in the back so that I can rescue everyone? I can be the hero. That involves a lot of ego. I've been in both situations where I've thought that way as a new entrepreneur, a new leader, and was not as transparent, therefore didn't get the results. However, when I experienced the transparency from other leaders who were mentoring me and saw the value in that, and then turned that into my practice as a leader, different results completely. So I I can appreciate where you're coming from on that for sure, for sure. So let's just transition again. I'd like to talk a little bit about your book. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So it's called Blueprint to Your Best Retirement. Concept of the book is how you can access your retirement account penalty and tax-free. One. Two, how you can make tax-free money. So I realize not everyone has a 401k or IRA to learn how to access that penalty and tax-free, but we all could use a tip or two on, hey, how to make tax-free money. So the book is definitely for everybody. I made it very short, simple, sweet to the point. A lot of financial books out there are really long, really boring. They use fancy words. I think people that have listened to this entire podcast realized that I didn't go to Harvard. I didn't come from money. I don't have this Gary V story where I was an entrepreneur out the womb and I've always wanted to be a business owner. 
I really just wanted to find a way to pay mom back. Like my mom put me on and so I really wanted to make an impact in this world. I realized that money follows impact. Sales is a great way to impact and make good money. And then just fell into entrepreneurship and this idea of accessing retirement money penalty and tax free. I thought it was so cool. I'm like, people need to know about this. They don't know about it. I want to be the one to scream from the mountaintops that people can do this because it's amazing. That's the message that I've wanted to really put on within the marketplace. And what better way to do that with your own company? But the book, I wanted it to be for the everyday American, the American that you know is busy working, that might be married, that has kids, that has a retirement account, doesn't pay attention to it too much. But the idea of accessing it penalty and tax-free, man, how do I do that? So super short, sweet, simple, easy to read. You can get on Audible. You can buy the hardcover. If you like Kindle, it's available on a few different options. That's fantastic. Let's share what the acronym B-L-U-E stands for. Yeah, so it's build, learn, utilize, and enjoy your money. So concept, we want to build our money. We want to learn about it. That's where me and a lot of other people can come into your life. And then we want to utilize our funds. And then last but not least, we're here to enjoy life. Money's great. Money's a tool, but we want to be able to enjoy it. That's the premise. Absolutely. I had a friend who says money is an idea. It's an idea. And it provides you with a vehicle to actually act on those ideas. Interesting, abstract way of looking at it. But again, I was so curious about the beginnings and your backstory and what this new chapter represents in your life. Now, it may not be new to you, but this is a complete departure from where you were even after you overcame some of the things that you were going through as a young person, ended up in the sales arena, but also was in a position to make a decision that this wasn't what you wanted long-term. It wasn't providing you with the stability that you needed and you made a decision. Love that story. So let me ask you this question. What is your call to action if there was a call to action for anyone who's listening? to? Yeah, go over to danielblue.me. So it's Daniel Blue, B-O-U-E dot me. And that website, you can grab a copy of my book. You can check out my podcast called How Winners Win. The goal there is to help people win in their financial life, entrepreneurial life, their personal life. Been having a lot of fun with that over the last year or so and been very consistent there. And then I've got a lot of free information there too. All my Forbes articles, a lot of content that I've written. So for people that want to be able to absorb some more information via the written word. And then I've got some videos on there, all my social media handles. I'm I'm pretty active on Instagram and Facebook putting out content. And then if you have a retirement account and the idea of accessing it penalty and tax-free, I've got your wheels turning. There's a place on the website that you can fill out just some basic information and then we can see if we're a good fit. Daniel, I appreciate you being a guest on the Next Chapter Experience. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.